I'm Pam. I'm Dawn. I'm Deidre. I'm Dina. Welcome, Welcome to Ozark's Paints and Hooch. This ain't no fancy academic check your references kind of deal. This is four girls from the Ozarks sipping and spewing about paints, hooch, and history. Well, welcome everybody um, to Ozarks Haints and Hooch. This is season two, episode eight. I'm Dawn, your host. Um, tonight, let's see, Dina has the big one. Pam has Ooh. the little one. Little one. And Dida has the hooch. Yay. I, I got to tell you guys, before we get into this tonight, I got my second shot today. And so... My friend and I went out and celebrated. So I have had two Manhattans already on an Oh my God. <laughs> I know. I'm serious. Like, if you asked me my name right now, I couldn't tell you. So, anyway. Well, this should go smoothly. <laughs> I know. So, thank God I have notes. Okay. So, we've got all this social media that you guys can find us on. And um, we've got Facebook and Instagram. We have a website, Ozarks Haints, in, in the letter in hooch.weebly.com. Um, we're sorry if you hear cats or dogs or mowing or robots, because we have <laughs> we're a different Wi-Fi. I'd be a robot. I know, Dina's mm -hmm. always the robot. Um, because yeah, she lives in the middle of nowhere, the Ozarks. I mean, so does Deidre. But hey, she can see town from where she is almost. I can't. Yeah, but way the heck. But I can't get the good internet. I can see yeah. town, but I can't get the good internet. <laughs> well, so there you have that, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so we got all these different Wi-Fi's. We're in three different states, um, and we have kids and husbands and animals. So. Uh, wherever you're listening to us, please um, give us stars and subscribe to our podcast through whatever platform it is. We release on the 1st and 15th of the month. We have gotten lots of great comments. Please keep those coming because I swear to you, we will do something with them someday. And I guess I'll turn it now over to Dida with the hooch. Go hooch. Woo! Woo! Sorry, I, I had my mic muted. Sorry. It was hard to, I mean, I was starting to tell you. Okay, okay. so in line with our theme tonight, um, I could not freaking find anything. I tried deteriorated. Oh, deter no, I didn't try that one, Dana. I tried. Uh -huh. um, you can't say it either. I um, like, I don't know, uh, abandoned. I tried. I, I, just a million different things. I went through the thesaurus and I couldn't find anything. Um, and then um, Dawn immediately showed up with the Old Town Vodka Punch recipe. And it's very, very good, actually. I, I mean, I like it. I like you guys it. like it? It's just mm -hmm. punchy. Yes, it is. It is, I, it is punchy. I like the name better than the taste, frankly. I know. It's a little too sweet for you. No, because oh? you, because you Pam used limoncello. You're supposed to use Aperol or Campari, and those are really, really bitter. So I yep. went out and bought a whole freaking bottle of Aperol because uh, they Bleh. didn't have a small one, and now I'm going to have to give it to my neighbor because blah. Mm. Okay, well, wait, well, Dawn, I will give you my bottle of limoncello if you give me this Aperol stuff. Okay. Next time we, we see each other. Okay. I want to see that go through the mail. Yeah, exactly. You know that's illegal. Don't be doing that. <laughs> we'll be okay. in jail. Open, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. Maybe <laughs> drinking bathtub gin or whatever it is. Oh. Toilet bowl gin. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I know. Okay, right. so. What's it's, happening? Anyway, it's called the Old Town. I, I actually, um, I modified mine as well. Um, I, I thought I had lemons. I don't have lemons. So, and I did use citru citrus vodka. Dina and I did some alcohol swapping. Um, mm -hmm. I did use, instead of the bitter citrus aperitif, um, I used triple sec. Um, my living bartender said you could use triple sec. You could use Liar. Liar. Grand Marnier. So, 
And then, of course, oh no, that's all good. Grand Marnier and Triple Sec are good. Aperol tastes like ass. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, that's why ours is better than yours. Uh, Yeah, exactly, (laughs) exactly. But my very favorite thing between, I mean, Elderflower, you know, Saint Germain, and um, Mm -hmm. uh, what's my other favorite one for Angelico? Those are like my two favorites. So I was happy to see the Elderflower in there, and then um, half part simple syrup. So I kind of had to rush my simple syrup because when I pulled, I had some put back in the fridge. When I pulled it out, there was this nice pink glob of something floating in the middle of it so yummy i didn't use it i know i don't want to use it anyway (laughs) you put all that it's yeah probably okay so let me go back one and a half parts of the vodka three quarters part of lemon juice a half a part of whatever aperitif bitter thing you're using and a half a part of elderflower liqueur and a half a part of simple syrup then you pour that over ice, shake it, and strain it, and it's not too bad. I don't, I don't feel like it's too sweet. I feel like it's it's kind of refreshing. Yeah, it tastes very like punch. lemony. Very yeah, punchy. Yeah, that's punchy. I old town vodka puns. Yeah, I use the Would citrus you... Smirnoff vodka mm-hmm. and lemon juice and tri- mm-hmm. triple sec and simple mm-hmm. syrup and it's very lemony i mean it's not bad i'm gonna drink it yeah. i made a double i probably wait ah. till i'm done with my story because it's a lot of booze in there but <laughs> yeah. it's good i liked it yeah so thank which you re- don for oh go ahead no i was just gonna say which reminds me since i have the little one i need to slow down on my punch <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> well okay we'll keep tabs on you yeah 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 all yeah. right so uh, anyway, uh, I guess uh, that would be, oh, I was going to say thank you, Dawn, for doing my job for me. And, uh, you know, if we didn't like it, she said we were going to blame her, but that was not the case. I was just giving you kudos in the appropriate um, place. So well, anyway. I appreciate that. And I'm glad you people liked it. Dina and Deodor, don't you remember when I got back from Italy? Didn't I bring a bottle of that Aperol down yes, and make you did. And, and I nasty. tried to like it. So yeah. I don't know if you guys have been watching Stanley Tucci I'm trying sure. or finding, um, what is it? Finding Italy. Yeah. I've seen oh, ads. So yeah. I love him. Number one. I love him. Yeah, I just want to hang out with him. I think he's the coolest guy, yeah. but what are those drinks that you, you made the Nerogi? N- is that right? Yeah. Nagoni. Nagoni. Oh shit. No. Uh, <laughs> anyway, he uses interior rating. Sorry. He uses Campari, which is even more bitter than Aperol, but that's the mm. Italian thing. They love yeah. that stuff. I know, he's Italian on both sides. I love him. So he's anyway. So okay. But well, yeah. All right. So is, that's, okay. that's all I got. All right. Thank you for the hooch. Yay, Dude, punch. Go Yay. punch. Um, so let's, uh, so next up is Dina with the big one. So take it away. Alrighty. I will. I decided to do my big story on ghost towns of Southern Missouri. Um, there's several, most of them really are like route 66 when I 44 went through and killed route 66, a bunch of towns suffered for that also. Um, I just want to start by saying I wanted this to be scary. I wanted ghost stories of like women in white walking through abandoned streets and 1920s vacationers taking boat rides down the Gasconade, but that is not what I got. Um, (laughs) Mostly it's just the sad, sad demise of once thriving towns. The history is interesting. Yeah. And, um, I still want to go explore those ruins, but there are no spooky ghosties. Um, I, except maybe I will take you we'll to, to Melva and Garber anytime you want to go. So All just right. let me know. I did not do those two, but I would. Yeah, I'll go. Here's here's <laughs> the ones I did. All right. Okay. My first ghost town is is scary, but for a whole different reason. So we're going to talk about Times Beach, Missouri. It was founded in 1925 as a summer resort. It is 
17 miles southish of St. Louis. Um, when it, in its heyday, lots sold for $67.50 and came with a six-month subscription to the newspaper. Well, that's a bargain. That's a bargain. So it was considered a premier vacation destination for the wealthy traveling from St. Louis. The Bridgehead Inn opened in 1935 and became a haven for gambling and other illicit activities. Mm-hmm. Shame, shame. The population of Times Beach grew during the 1940s when road improvements made commuting more practical. And there was a serious housing shortage in St. Louis at the time. Following World War II, all hopes for a summer resort were dashed due to gas rationing and the town developed into a lower middle class city. However, people still enjoyed the area's recreations, which flanked the river known as um, the beach was known as Sylvan Beach, and it provided picnicking, which I want to say picnicking. So every time I see that word, swimming <laughs> and boating. Picnicking. I'm going to start using that. that picnicking. <laughs> Let's go picnicking, Dina. Yeah. By the 1970s, the residents could not afford to pave the roads and the town became plagued with dust from the deteriorating I said it, roadways. <laughs> I can't say that word. By the way, it's been an issue. Deteriorating. That well, sounds pretty good. Now. That sounds very good. good. Oh, anyway. You did yeah. it. All right. And I'll, I'll, I'm digressing. In 1972, the residents hired Russell Bliss to spray down the dust with a motor oil mixture, a technique he had used at his own property and several other stables. What they didn't know is Mr. Bliss was also working for a company called Napaco or Northeastern Pharmaceutical and Chemical Company. He was disposing of its toxic waste. <gasps> During the Ooh. Vietnam War, yeah, yeah. Awesome. This facility yeah. had been a producer of Agent Orange, and the oh. waste clay and water removed from the plant contained levels of dioxin some 2,000 times higher than the dioxin content in Agent Orange. Wow. This would okay. later claim, I know, he would later claim he was unaware that the waste contained the dioxin. So he was mixing the motor oil he used for taming the dust with the dioxin. And Ugh. he did this from 1972 to 1976. No. Wow. That's yeah. really awful. Yeah. Really awful. So during this time, residents experienced deaths of horses, birds, and other small animals. They also had physical symptoms of headaches, nosebleeds, stomach pain, diarrhea, and skin rashes. Soil tests performed in 1971 by the CDC revealed high levels of the dioxin. However, these tests were not made public until 1982, over a decade after the ground had been contaminated. Man. So wow. at this time, they took new soil samples. And the day after the samples were taken, the Merrimack River flooded and it devastated the town. When the waters began to recede, the EPA came in and told the citizens who had left not to return and those who had stayed that they had to leave and they could take nothing with them. The entire town was evacuated by 1983 and disincorporated in 1985. In 1999, after an immense cleanup, the EPA declared the land to be safe and the property became the 419 acre Route 66 State Park. Wow. So that's the story. Wow, that's time. your own so crazy, right? story, kind of. Yeah, that, yeah, and yeah. I was going to say, my, my husband, Robert, when he was younger, um, actually cleaned up some dioxin. He, I can't remember where the location was, but, I mean, hazmat suit and, you know, everything kind of yeah. kind of thing. Did you guys know that, that he did that? Mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah. Wow. So, anyway. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, not scary, spooky, but scary. Oh, yeah. Anyway, all right. Our next ghost town is Arlington, Missouri. And this is just a little blurb. I don't have much on them. Um, It is a casualty of Interstate 44. It was originally established in 1818 as Little Piney, 
When the railroad came through, it was reestablished as Arlington by Thomas Harrison from Virginia, who named it after Robert E. Lee's plantation. It is just miles from both Rolla and Fort Leonard Wood. A major attraction in Arlington was the Stony Dell Resort. The River Resort was popular among travelers of Route 66 and servicemen at Fort, Fort Leonard Wood. The resort featured small cabins, a service station, a restaurant, tennis courts, and a spring-fed pool. It was said that Mae West visited the resort at one time also. Oh. Um, if you go to, I think her last name is Kazak, K-A-Z-A-K, it's Kelly Kazak. Um, and I've included her link and uh, I've included the link to her page. She has some really awesome pictures of the abandoned town and the, the ruins that are just kind of rotting. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, most of Stony Dell was demolished when the freeway went through. The restaurant, archway, gas and food store, the gift shop, and a handful of cabins are all that remain of the Stony Dell. The last business to hold out was an RV park. It was called the Car Caravan Park, and it closed in 2008. There are maybe 20 residents who still call Arlington home. To access the old town of Arlington, you must take the I-44 exit at Newburgh and then travel down what's left of uh, the original Route 66 into the town. Wow. That is Arlington. Mm -hmm. yeah. Route 66, uh, I-44 killed like I said earlier, it, that's most, when you look up uh, ghost towns of Southern Missouri, that's mostly why they're gone is because mm. it went through and killed all those little towns, those little resort towns. Mm. Alrighty. So now maybe a little spooky, spooky with our history. Um, it's the town of Avila, Missouri, and it is located in Jasper County. It was founded 1856. It is the fourth oldest settlement in the county. Is it, it is said to have rich history. Hmm? Is it a villa or a villa? Avila. I thought it was Avila. Avila? Yeah, okay. Avila. I Avila. Think. Yeah. All right. A V I L L A. So Avila. Whatever it is. So it's said to have a rich history, a dark past, and um, maybe some current ha hauntings. Finally, thank you. That's Yay. what I wanted. Um. Currently, it has a population of um, approximately 100 souls and is considered to be a living ghost town. Uh -huh. Began to decline after World War II when people began moving to larger industrial cities for job opportunities. In the 1960s, Route 66 was bypassed with I-44 and the town lost most um, of its commerce due to the commerce. commerce. I sounded like mom lost mu much of its commerce due to the diverted traffic. The remaining businesses had either failed, closed, or relocated by the 1970s. Uh, then there was a large fire um, in 1971 at the lumberyard, lumber and it destroyed several of the buildings, including most of the lumber company. Although the lumberyard was rebuilt, the town continued to decline and has never really rebounded completely. Now all that remains are vacant lots, abandoned buildings, and a few remaining buildings that are still being used. So one such building is the 1915 Bank of Avila. Avila? Avila? Avila. 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 I don't that one. My mouth won't do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's a couple of more words in here that my mouth's not going to say either, but we'll get to it. <laughs> We know, we know what it means. Yeah. In 1932, during the Depression, the bank was robbed and a cashier was kidnapped by the Irish O'Malley gang. The mm. gang was reportedly yeah, made up of ex-cons from Missouri who had started out as the Ozark Mountain Boys. However, mm. newspapers had dubbed the outfit the Irish O'Malley gang after they pulled off a number of robberies in southwest Missouri, northeast Oklahoma, and surrounding regions. Another report says the O'Malley game came about as a result of the merging of the Ozark Mountain Boys with another gang. After the uh, oh, Avila, is that how we're saying it? You, yeah, yes. you got it. Okay, the O'Malley gang committed a number of other crimes in the four-state region over the next few years, including robbing a bank at Neosho in early March of 1935. 
About three months after that job, the gang held up a bank at Fort Smith, Arkansas, and most of the members were caught and sentenced to prison. Now, if you go a little further back to the Civil War, you will find Mr. William T. Anderson, a pro-Confederate guerrilla leader believed to have led several attacks on Union soldiers. Although he was killed in 1864, Anderson was posthumously, nope, after he was dead, <laughs> yeah, after he was dead, they nicknamed him Bloody Bill for his ruthless actions. Another Civil War era legend involves a spirit haunting the town, the uh, Avila. I know I'm saying it wrong, but I can't hear it the yeah, other way now. So. You got it. Right. Phantom right. Bushwhacker. Oh, okay. Or Rotten Johnny Reb is said to haunt not only the town, but also the death tree. It is said that during the war, the skull of a Confederate bushwhacker was found. Rather than burying it, it was hung from a tree as a warning to other bushwhackers. As a result, the ghost of Rotten Johnny Reb searches the town and surrounding woods for his head and for Yankees to kill. Many deaths were blamed on him over the years, with the legend driving off many of the remaining townspeople after the war had ended. According to the old legend, the only way to end the curse and put Rotten Johnny's spirit to rest is to find his skull, cut it down from the tree, and bury it or set it ablaze on holy ground. If you believe these legends, it would be nearly impossible to carry this out because the location of the death tree died off when the last survivors of the war did. There was a belief that black crows would flock to it during the day as a perch and that it was an apple tree that no longer would bear fruit. However, time and the changing land landscapes have made it nearly impossible to find the tree today, if it ever existed. Probably even more spooky than the rotten Johnny Reb and the ghost tree are the multiple sightings of Avila's shadow folk. These Ooh. ghostly fi figures have, yeah, I know, exciting. Now I really want to go there. These ghostly <laughs> figures have been seen through windows, wandering through the halls of abandoned homes, and even strolling down the empty roads in town. The shadow folk are dark figures resembling people, shadows without people to cast them. They are believed to be spiritual impressions of those who lived long ago. Today, the little town is mostly supported by area farmers. And that is the story of Apple. That was, oh, and those are my ghost towns. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great. Those I feel like I know somebody from Avila, and that's why I know how it was pronounced. Well, Do you remember still a um, few, my few people that live there? Yeah. Do you remember my friend uh, Connie um, Hayworth? Used to be Shoffit. She was Lee mm -hmm. Shoffit's daughter. Um, they may still live in Avila, actually. Maybe not, but um, you know, right out of college and and everything, I would you know, go up and see them. They were my fancy dancy neighbors, you know, they were our high school sweethearts and um, just real good to me. But anyway, she, uh, there's an Avila College, right? Avila College. That's what I'm in, thinking. Isn't this yeah. right by Kansas City or up that Very way? close to Kansas. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Very close okay. to Kansas City. Right. You know who else was from there? Help me, help me people that know me. <laughs> Wasn't Buck Baker from there too? People from well, School of the Ozarks. I don't know, John. I'm not sure. This is your friend out there that you know. <laughs> okay. I, friends <laughs> that know me, I think that's true. Um, well, thanks, Dina. That was great. Mm -hmm. I have okay. several links that we can post. Um, okay. There was some pretty good information out there. Uh, let's see. There was one that I got. Let me look. Only in your state. Yes. Missouri I found that, that website. Uh -huh. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It was a good one. And then Legends of America, I also got some huh. information off of that. Did they mention anything about Swan, Missouri? Oh, yeah, Swan. Um, you, you know, they they mentioned it, but there wasn't enough, like, to do to talk about a story it, yeah. on. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, most of those little towns, I mean, the story was all the same. They were yeah. booming resort towns, and then the interstate went through, and they mm -hmm. well, just Melba died. and garber were not resort towns i wish rob was here so i could throw him on but um well, i almost did garber um yeah because that is where <laughs> old matt and um, oh yeah that's, right. the hills. that's where they were from um but 
you know, there wasn't a whole lot of information about that. It was mm -hmm. something about where the road went through. Again, it wasn't mm -hmm. Route 66, but it was something about where the road went through, and that's why. Right. It, well, one of them, one of those two, I can't remember exactly, is out by the airport, the Branson Airport. And um, when Rob used to have his FJ, we, you know. That's Melba, That's Melba? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. Garber is so, closer to ship. Yeah. You could, I mean, there were foundations and, you know, I mean, there actually, there was a hotel there, um, but it's like you're just in the woods. It is the strangest thing to be standing in what used to be a town, you know, where people lived and, and you know, just did their daily stuff and there's just foundations and, you know, mm -hmm. um, I found shards of... Um, pottery and porcelain and uh it was just kind of and old bottles you know it was it was very interesting anyway no haunted i don't think but it, a cool cool ghost town for sure okay let me ask you this isn't that also where the lead mine is um on the other side of yeah uh, it's very close to the lead mine but on the other side but of that was part of that whole township and so mm -hmm. other people that are listening there are lots of cool hiking trails down around the lead mine except i think they're closed right now and um the one well, of the reasons i mean that melva was there melva was there um there's a railroad tracks that run right by it yeah so that's where yeah they'd stop but um yeah, the lead mine is um, not open to the public due to ownership. Lead poisoning? Just, no. Well, like, I don't know. There were like big holes in the ground that went down forever, and there was mm -hmm. no signage to say, don't fall in that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, I mean, you know, probably people, until the airport got built, I doubt that mm -hmm. people even knew, you know, really that it was there. And so, mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, well, good. Yeah. Good job, Dina. Yay. Yay. I'm going to drink my drink now. Okay. <laughs> um, amongst yourselves. Pam, are there any words that you can't say that we need to help you with? <laughs> you start. <laughs> well, perhaps. I have slowed down on my cocktail, so that, okay. that, that, that will help, hopefully. But uh, <laughs> no, uh, I don't think so. Maybe. I mean, I'm going to ask you if you know of some of these places, because um, anyway, I'll, I'll get to it. Are you All ready right. for me? Take off. Are you yeah. ready for me? Ready. Okay. okay, well, my little one is about the ghost towns in Arkansas, preferably in the Ozarks. And um, I visited a couple of the same sites I think that Dina went to. And uh, the creepiest towns in Arkansas was one, and the most haunted places yeah. was another, and such. A, but a ghost town, by definition, is, quote, a shadowy resemblance of its former self or a town whose only occupant is mother nature and well, maybe a ghost or two that's <laughs> very cool yeah I thought it, so i'm just gonna uh, let me i'll interject i'm interject. so sorry but i am sort of now suddenly obsessed with um um abandoned porn on reddit which are pictures of all these groovy abandoned places so that your um, quote made me think about that. Okay. Yeah. Well, and you know, sorry. my husband, shamelessly plugging, sure has abandoned it. Ozarks uh, photography by Robert McCormick on Facebook. So okay, feel free go. to check that out sometime. Yeah. 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 Um, it's a it's a fascinating topic. Uh, it really is. Um, so let's see. I've got just I guess five or six to talk about. Yeah, Great. something like that. And um, the very first short one is the Station Cafe in Bentonville. And we all know Bentonville, right, mm -hmm, girls? Mm -hmm. It's the home yeah, of yeah. Sam Walton and Walmart. Yeah, it's a booming place. <laughs> the Station Cafe diners have noticed their drinks and utensils moving around on their own. Now, I don't know if that's in the daylight or the nighttime or if they're sitting at the table and then go away and then come back and things have moved or what. That was the only quote that I got from the Station Cafe in Bentonville. <laughs> uh, the Allen House in Monticello. Now, Monticello really isn't the Ozarks. It's farther south. but um, And we pronounce it cello instead of cello. And I don't know. 
there if there's a definitive pronunciation of Monta C E L L O, but we called it Cello. <laughs> it was uh, the Allen House in Monticello was built in 1990. It is believed that its owner Liddell Allen committed suicide in the home and still roams the property. Hmm. For years, the house served as an apartment building, and many residents reported hearing footsteps and disembodied groans with no one being around. So that's the Allen House in Monticello. I feel like there's a joke about disembodied groans, but I can't really think of what it might be. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's not go there. That's another topic. Okay. Sorry. Okay. 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 All right, the next one is Calico Rock. Do you guys know where Calico Rock is? No. No, okay. It seems like I've heard of it, but no. It's in Izzard County, which is north central Arkansas. And uh, it's actually East Calico Rock is is uh, is my little blurb here, and um, it's on the beautiful White River. My dad used to uh, fish on the White River all the time, so White River is very very beautiful. Mm-hmm. It, um, uh, it was a trading post for French traders and trappers, and in the 1890s, East Calico was a bona fide boomtown known for cotton farming and zinc and copper mines. I love the word bona fide. Thank you bonafide. for using it. Bona fide. He's bona fide. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's right. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, it developed a reputation of being wild and rowdy and tough and tumble of the western frontier town. So uh, knife and gun fights were common, most likely spurred by the bootleggers who were selling their moonshine. And have you guys ever heard moonshine referred to as pepper sauce? No. Well, that is, I had never either. Their moonshine, they called it pepper sauce. And there was an alley behind the main street called Pepper Sauce Alley. (laughs) I thought that was cute. And then another another, um, uh, site uh, for old uh, points of interest was Calico Rock pepper sauce ghost town so i don't know if there's a sign in the street that says pepper sauce alley or pepper sauce something anyway the rain the railroad came in in 1903 and kept it vital for many years um there were 20 original structures that are still standing the hazy history says that fire flood and basic economic supply and demand is to blame for its downfall not the interstate like you guys are talking about up in 66 and 44 and all that. Um, a farmer shifted from cotton to livestock and the cotton gin closed. People left to seek work elsewhere. In the 1960s, the train no longer stopped. And among the buildings that are still standing is the jail, the cotton gin, the funeral parlor, the lumber yard, the electric plant, and the telephone exchange. I'd never heard that term before, the telephone exchange. Just the telephone company, I guess, right? Yeah, I guess where they, didn't every little town have like a, op? like you had a town operator, like Sarah, Sarah, get me ain't B. You know what I mean? So yeah, exactly. That's yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Okay, um, that's all about East Calico Rock. Now I'm going to talk about Rush, Arkansas. Do you guys know of Rush? Yes. Okay. Yes, and Robert has been there as well. Okay, yes. it's another mining yeah. town. Rush, Arkansas is located on the Buffalo River, or beside the Buffalo River, near Yaleville, west mm-hmm. of Mountain Home, east of Harrison, and south of Highway 412, which I know because that's the one that goes straight to Tulsa from uh, in my part of in my part of Arkansas. And Deidre and I know it because that is used to be one of the float trips we'd take on the Buffalo. Is around there? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, prospectors originally came to the area looking for silver. Now, unlike East Calico Rock. Russia's prosperity was during World War I. It was the center of the mining industry, all of the mining industry in Arkansas. 
Um, at one time, there was said to be a population between two and 5,000 in this little town. Another source says that the population spiked to 21,000. There were um, 13 mines, 13 zinc mines, uh, owned by 10 separate companies over 1,300 acres. And they mined 13,000 pounds of zinc from the mid-1880s to the mid-30s, 1930s. Wow. There was a stage line and a White River steamboat and uh, later railroads that came through the area that brought the outside world to the mineral belt. <laughs> hmm. um, when World War, wait, when the war ended, the zinc, uh, that's World War One. when the war ended, the zinc prices fell and so did Rush. Mines closed and people disappeared. In the 50s, the post office closed. And in 1972, Rush was officially declared a ghost town and became part of the Buffalo National River Park system. And they maintain the property today. I was just going to say, okay, Deidre, isn't Rush where there are those old buildings? And so you come yes. out of the, okay. Mm -hmm. So yep, it's, it's where you come out at the, after the, you know, if you miss the big red pole. You're, you've got like another six miles to get out until um, you can get out of the Buffalo. But yeah, it's, it's right there, um, you know, on, on the Buffalo right beside it. And they've mm -hmm. got like, um, like chain link. Remember that, that didn't they have like a chain link or some kind Around of Around some of the buildings. Of yeah. Cause mm -hmm. we tried to get like stick our heads in the window and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah I think, you know, when I came over there, uh, uh, with when you guys were there several years ago and we uh, was that close to rush remember when I came to visit you guys did you float when you were canoeing uh, Deidre and, and the family and Dawn I remember when you visited us but I don't yeah. remember if you floated oh I didn't float but you guys were floating the buffalo weren't you yep we floated the buffalo. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah 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 okay um so the district of Rush has structures and ruins and buildings that date and span from the 1880s to the mid-1940s. Uh, World War II, by World War II two times, it was gone. Um, today, the Rush Historic District is listed in the National Register of Historic Places. Hmm. Yeah. All right. So that's Rush. Uh, okay. Okay. My next one is Montanay. Do you guys know Montanay? Mm -mm. I don't think so. Okay. Montanay is uh, just east of Rogers. And um, <gasps> it was on the White River Valley, east of Rogers, and the edge of Beaver Lake. And in the beginning, there were two essential establishments, a grist mill and a distillery as you have that those. makes me that <laughs> makes me laugh they weren't bootleggers they were making the real they were i guess selling it i don't know well i mean bootleggers sold it too but you know anyway uh the distillery and this i found this fascinating the distillery's output in 1830 mind you was 30 gallons a day wow is that a lot this does that seem like I mean, a lot it seems like a lot for a still i mean Right. Yeah. I mean, would they be doing? It must have been a big still. Well, if it's a yeah, if it's like a bonded thing, but God, that means they were shipping it out. Well, the feds were uh, the. It was reported by the federal whiskey gauger who lived in the area at the time. Hmm. So uh, I thought that sounded like thirty gallons a day seems like a lot, but yeah. Anyway. Okay, so the grist mill was built, so, so the, uh, the distillery was built in 1830, and the grist mill was built in 1856, and this was just interesting to me. I don't know if you guys will find it interesting. Um, it was owned at one time by a family called Blake, and the Blakes just happened to be the parents of Betty Blake. Do you guys know who Betty Blake is? I feel like I should. <laughs> It's a trick question. I'm fishing. No. <laughs> she married somebody famous. Okay. 
back in 1908. Was his last name Blake? Just kidding. No, uh, <laughs> he Robert, I don't Will know. Rogers. Was it Robert? What? Will Rogers. Oh, okay. yeah. And if okay. you've ever seen the musical Will Rogers Follies, you know all about that story. And I know that story. So anyway, she married Will Rogers in 1908. And she was known as the, uh, quote, leading lady of Rogers. Well, <laughs> well. I want to be. I did a little theater in at Rogers. And at the time, I felt like I was the leading lady of Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the post office came to Montenay in 1875, and the town changed names at least five times. Let me see if I could, if I've got them all down here. And I found a, another little post-it note that I had to add to this. It was Mountain Springs, then it was Pettigrew's Mill, then it was Venda, and this is a funny anecdotal story, Venda, V-I-N-D-A. Well, it was supposed to be Vinola. But the clerk was was filling out the application longhand and stuck the L and the O together. So it came out to be Venda instead oh, of Viola. Funny. Isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah, very funny. That is weird, yeah. I know. Then it turned to Silver Springs, but then they eventually had to change it to something else because of Siloam Springs being not that far away. So uh, they uh, uh, they changed it to um, to Montenay, and Montenay is a combination of a Spanish and Omaha Native American word that means mountain water. So that's hmm. where Ma Montenay actually came from. Huh. Okay, now from uh, 1901 to the mid-30s was the heyday for Montenay. It was an ambitious, planned community and health resort. Now, by this time, uh, the owner is a guy by the name of Harvey. And I have got to do a story just by on this guy alone. He oh, <laughs> he is a fascinating fellow, but he... Um, I, I, wanted to stay on task and not go too overboard on this guy but um so he was a politician for a time he was quite the visionary and um he uh needed he figured out with these no oh, wait where am i am i getting ahead of myself no that's good okay so he needed to get people to his resort so he built a railroad from lowell which is between springdale and rogers out to Montenay. Now, I'm not real familiar with all the haulers and ravines and waterways that are in that area, but he, he built a, a, a branch of railroad that went from Lowell out to Montenay, and then he had a 50-foot gondola brought over from Venice to take the people from the railway station by boat to the hotel. Wow. Wow. Oh. I thought that was kind of fancy and very unusual. It is fancy. <laughs> okay, so um, there were two main hotels as part of uh, Montenay, the Missouri Row and the Oklahoma Row. They were, at the time, the largest log buildings in the world. Montenay introduced the first indoor swimming pool in Arkansas and was also the site for the only presidential convention ever in the state. So, uh, in 1936, the property was sold off in lots, and in 46, they started discussion on damming up the White River to make Beaver Lake. And so they did that in 1964, and all the buildings that were part of Montenay are submerged except for the towers of the Oklahoma Row Hotel, which is now oh. very sadly covered in uh, graffiti and paint. Oh, so, yeah. I hate that. I remember going there. I was a little bitty girl, and I remember them saying, it's not going to be here very long. It's uh, going to be covered up. And uh, uh, it, sure enough, it got totally flooded. And when I went out there as a, as a, a rambunctious teenager in somebody's car <laughs> i remember <laughs> driving around montenay going well there's nothing here anymore and yes yeah. that's true so you know 
Do you guys remember um, mom's story about being in a boat? Was that on Table Rock or was that Lake of the Ozarks? I thought, I thought that was Old Forsyth. Well, see, I thought it was in Rockaway, um, but mom said no. And now I can't, I, I can't remember. We'll have to ask her. I can't remember which lake it is now. Was Maybe it a it was. similar situation? You took a, a boat to get well, to another? No, it was the white part of the White River being, you know, dammed up down here in our neck of the woods or up here in our neck of the woods. Okay. Um, it when it was dammed at Table Rock, of course, it made Table Rock, and then Table Rock flows into Taney Como, which is still all part of the White River, and mm -hmm. then Taney Como goes into Bull Shoals, and Bull Shoals goes into Beaver, and all of that was originally the and... White River. Yeah. Yeah. So that's wow. What yeah. So and like um old hickory whenever they dam up places it floods like you know towns and stuff oh yeah oh yeah yeah um so that's all about montney uh it is managed by the u.s Car army corps of engineers and it is listed in the national register of historic places hmm. so that's montney i went uh i went to a a camp I think it was a church camp year when I was a you know junior high or something out in that area so I remember seeing the signs for it so there are still signs and uh you can go out and and there's a boat boat ramp but um uh I think there's chain link fence up around this uh tower of the uh, old hotel that's still standing that's been so so defunkified or whatever so <laughs> uh okay defunkified. So that's another good one i'm happy defunkified. to write that one down. yeah there defunkified. you go yeah mm -hmm. all right so i'm going to close with the uh really silly funny one uh, i thought um and once again notice that none of these are spooky they're like a little history lesson i was looking for spooks but i couldn't find any spooks anyway <laughs> this town is called old naked joe <laughs> well <That's> funny <laughs> We know that it's pronounced naked, but when you're up to no good, it's naked, or that's how we say it in the Ozarks anyway. So I'm going to refer to it as Old Naked Joe. <laughs> so that was the name of the town. And yes, there was a Joe. Uh, the small town of Old Naked Joe is, lies between Norfolk and Calico Rock. So we've already talked about Calico Rock, and I did see Norfolk on the map, uh, but it, anyway, there wasn't anything else interesting about that town that I found anyway anyway that that town was excited to get their first post office but somewhere up the corporate corporate post office ladder the higher-ups thought that they it was not appropriate to name the post office after the name of the town which was old naked Joe <laughs> so <laughs> the town changed its name to old Joe the post office was built and named the same, but it no longer exists today. Now, the origin of the name is kind of interesting. There are a couple of theories and stories. One is that the old man that lived at the top of the tall hill of where the town was situated, his name was Old Joe, and he liked to run around in the buff. Another theory is that a powerful tornado swept through the town and tore up all the trees and bushes, leaving Old Joe Mountain bald and bare so that's when they renamed it old naked joe mountain uh. <laughs> i can see that yeah um nobody seems to know the real origin story and it doesn't help that there aren't people around to ask quote there are more chickens living here than humans end quote <laughs> although not many people live there it does welcome hikers and nature enthusiasts throughout the year Old Naked Joe Mountain is covered by hiking trails and led to and leads to Naked Joe Knob at the top of the summit. <laughs> Stop well, it. That's Stop. slightly inappropriate. <laughs> I told you. I told is you. this a family show? You can <laughs> see Naked Joe's Knob if you get to the top, right? <laughs> oh my God. As you do. <laughs> um, there were other points of interest that I didn't. Uh, uh, when none of these panned out to be really spooky ghosty then i just i kind of quit so but quigley's castle 
is close to Eureka Springs. I have never been there, but have you girls? I've been, been by it. Yes, yes I have. I've been by it. I've just never mm -hmm. been. Right. Yeah. What about Turkey Creek Schoolhouse? No. Rob, well, maybe, but not me. No. Yeah, that's uh, out down around in this same area. Of course, we all know Dog Patch, USA. Yeah. yeah. And then Ozark Medieval Fortress. I've never heard of nope. that. That's I, a new one. I don't know. I, that's yeah. ringing bells, but I don't know. I don't know if it's new, you know, if it's uh, something that... Um, a bunch of hippies refurbished back in the 70s or what hmm. but hmm. Um, yeah all these little towns popped up in north central arkansas with yellville and and uh, and uh, uh east calico rock and rush and anyway hmm. all right so that's my little ones in arkansas Thanks. <laughs> you know, I feel like we got to apologize to oklahoma i feel like we leave them out a lot and we will do better about that. Yes. Because I'm because sure there's ghost towns in the little bit of Oklahoma that's in the Ozarks. Yeah, that northeast corner. Yeah. Um, Kansas is so, there's so little of Kansas in the Ozarks. I don't feel guilty about that, but um, I do yeah. about Oklahoma sometimes. Yeah. Well, thanks, girls. Those were good. Well, they yes. weren't particular. Mine weren't particularly spooky, but um, I, you just get kind of into this history thing. Mine. That's okay. We say, um, "Hey, Tooch and history." That was some history. Yeah, yeah. No, but I wanted scary this time. My next one's gonna be scary. I'm just saying. All right. <laughs> Don't you threaten us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you forget it. Yeah. Don't you forget it. Well, thanks, girls. Um, those were great. And uh, thank you guys out there for, in listener land for listening. Um, don't forget to subscribe and leave us stars. And don't forget to go on our social media and our website, all of those places you can comment. We really love to read your comments. Um, and I'm not sure that I said we release on the 1st and 15th of each month. So look for mm -hmm. that. And we're glad that you joined us. And everybody say goodbye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And remember, if you liked it, tell all your friends. And if you didn't, keep your big mouth shut. shut.